it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 147 of Near Perfect Pitch. Needless to say, thanks for joining me and giving me three hours of your very, very valuable time. I know it is indeed just that valuable, so uh, it is much appreciated. I can tell you what you can expect this uh, next three, three and a half hours. You're going to be treated to an interview with uh, Matt Nelson of uh, Milltown Brothers at the end of the programme, and the programme is indeed brought to you by Matt Nelson, Milltown Brothers, and the Milk Chocolate Digestive. Milltown Brothers have got a new LP out, fifth LP, Stockholm. They're back with a vengeance. It is absolutely fantastic. You will learn more about that as the show progresses. Now, what else have we got in store for you? The usual features, if you're new to the programme, Thank you for joining me. You've got 140-odd to catch up on. Um, cover Me, we've got uh, a couple of cover versions today, I believe. I could be wrong. No, that's, that's indeed correct. Indeed correct. Um, we've got, uh, in lieu of a hat-trick, I've got a couple of braces for you, which are thematic, which is semi-clever of me. Not overly clever, but just semi-clever. Uh, our, our interview feature, of course, our weekly peel, obligatory fall, ah, and uh, tune this amidst an absolute ton of new releases and some wonderful catalogue such as this. Stay in my head 
Primitives. I'll stick with you. That's off 1988's debut, lovely. And uh, that was on uh, Lazy Records, wasn't it? It's all those years ago. And uh, we started off the programme this week with a single pull from 89's Automatic, their third LP, The Jesus and Mary Chain with Blues from A Gun. Two songs in to episode 147 of Near Perfect Pitch. Stay tuned for a litany of new releases, catalogue, special features and an interview with Matt Nelson of Milton Brothers, who are back with a serious venture and that's at the end of the program. Now, let's go to Texas and hear something by an outfit called uh, Summer Salt and here's a song called Fireflower.
the unmistakable voice of Hope Sandoval. That's uh, Hope Sandoval and the Warm Inventions with Suzanne, the third single from 2002 featuring on the debut LP Bavarian Fruit Bread. And before that, from Texas, Texan Popsters Somersault with uh, Fire Flower, somersaultband.bandcamp.com to follow them. Now, Margot have got a new single. We've followed them since the beginning. They're a tremendous, tremendous outfit. And uh, the new single by Margot is called Walk With Me, Margot Band UK. .bandcamp.com
First of two cover versions this week, that's Badly Drawn Boy. 
and as if you didn't know that's uh, the the this is the day that's from the b-side to a journey from a to b from 2007 if you want to get your hands on that it's a great great cover isn't it and before that we heard margot from london walk with me with uh, another another great song they're just consistently good aren't they margot band uk .bandcamp.com. Now it's time for uh, a couple of crackers. Uh, and let's start with this one. This is uh, from Strange Geometry from 2005. This is the clientele or the clientele, depending. In those days, there was a kind of fever that pushed me out of the front door into the pale exhaust fumes parked by Broadwater Farm or the grubby road that eventually leads to Enfield. Turkish supermarkets after chicken restaurant after spare parts shop. Everything in my life felt like it was coming to a mysterious close. I could hardly walk to the end of the street without feeling there was no way to go except back. The dates I'd had that summer had come to nothing. My job was a dead end and the rent check was killing me a little more each month. It seemed unlikely that anything could hold much longer. The only question left to ask was what would happen after everything familiar collapsed. But for now the summer stretched between me and that moment. It was ferociously hot and the air quality became so bad that by the evening the noise of nearby trains stuttered in in fits and starts, distorted through the shifting air. As I lay in my room I could hear my neighbours discussing the World Cup and opening beers in their gardens. On the other side someone was singing an Arabic prayer through the thin wall. I had no money for the pub so I decided to go for a walk. I found myself wandering aimlessly to the west, past the terrace of chicken kebab shops and laundrettes near the tube station. I crossed the street and headed into virgin territory. I'd never been this way before. Gravel-dashed houses alternated with square 60s offices, and the white pavements undulated with cracks and litter. I walked and walked because there was nothing else for me to do, and by degrees the light began to fade. The mouth of an avenue led me to the verge of a long, greasy A-road that rose up in the far distance, with symmetrical terraces falling steeply down and up again from a distant railway station. There were four benches to my right, interspersed with those strange bushes that grow in the area, whose blossoms are so pale yellow they seem translucent, almost spectral, and suddenly tired I sat down. I held my head in my hands, feeling like shit, but a sudden breeze escaped from the terraces, and for a moment I lost my thoughts in its unexpected coolness. I looked up, and I realised I was sitting in a photograph. I remembered clearly, this photograph was taken by my mother in 1982, outside our front garden in Hampshire. It was slightly underexposed. I was still sitting on the bench, but the colours and the planes of the road and horizon had become the photo. If I looked hard, I could see the lines of the window ledge in the original photograph were now composed by a tree branch and the silhouetted edge of a grass verge. The sheen of the flash on the window was replicated by bonfire smoke, drifting infinitesimally slowly from behind a fence. My sister's face had been dimly visible behind the window, and yes, there were pale stars far off to the west that traced out the lines of a toddler's eyes and mouth. When I look back at this, there's nothing to grasp, no starting point. I was inside an underexposed photo from 1982, but I was also sitting on a bench in Haringey. Strongest of all was the feeling of 1982-ness. Dizzy, illogical, as if none of the intervening disasters and wrong turns had happened yet. I felt guilty and inconsolably sad. I felt the instinctive tug back to school, the memory of shopping malls, cooking, driving in my mother's car, all gone, gone forever. I just sat there for a while. I was so tired that I didn't bother trying to work out what was going on. 
I was happy just to sit in the photo while it lasted, which wasn't for long anyway. The light faded, the wind caught the smoke, the stars dimmed under the glare of the street lamps. I got up and walked away from the squat little benches and an oncoming gang of kids. A bus was rumbling to my rescue down the hill, with a great big fire Alexandra Palace on its front, and I realised I did want to drink after all.
How good is that? That is, as if you didn't know, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. That's a tune called Cameo. They're from Melbourne. They're fantastic. And that's off their new Sideways Italy LP. Magnificent stuff. Before that, it was the clientele or the clientele or le clientele, depending on where you're from, Lou. Uh, and uh, Strange Geometry is the name of the LP that came off from 2005. Losing Haringey. Lovely spoken word piece that. Love, love the sentiment that that pervades. Now, time for a brace a brace of spacemen material so we've got a couple of tunes here in a row for you some sonic boom and some spacemen three let's kick things off with some sonic boom shall we first material since i don't know when of all things being equal here's a tune called things like this a little bit deeper
Well, that's the first of two braces this week. And the last song that we heard there was Spaceman 3, lead track to 2008's DJ Tones EP. These Blues, the name of the track that we heard there. And uh, preceded by Off, All Things Being Equal, the first new release by Sonic Boom since Crikey. Honestly, I don't know when. Uh, these uh, It's called, actually, uh, Things Like This, A Little Bit Deeper. And that is the first of two braces, as I had mentioned. Coming up next... Let's go to America now and uh, New York State and here's something by the magnificent Gigolo Ants.
Boston, that's Night Heron, the lead track to the new I Heard You Dreaming LP, nightheron.bandcamp.com. And before that, Gigolo Ants, fantastic stuff from 1993, from flipping out their debut long player proper, and that's Pin Cushion. We're 12 songs in to episode 147 of Near Perfect Pitch. Coming up next, what have I got queued up? I've got some hookworms queued up, and uh, so you have got to look forward to, in the next hour, an hour or so, Roddy, uh, a Roddy Brace coming up, which is a Roddy Woomble and Roddy Frame. We've got our obligatory fall, ah, got Weekly Peel, got uh, Tune This, which is also a cover version and our interview feature with Matt Nelson from the returned Milltown Brothers and their magnificent return triumphant fifth LP Stockholm. Mag- magnificent stuff. Now, um, what else have we got uh, coming up? Uh, we've got new releases galore to, to uh, attend to amongst a load of catalogue as well. So I did mention the hookworms are coming up. It's off uh, 2014's Hum. We're going to hear a song called On Leaving, closely followed by some Adam and the Ants from 1982.
Deutsche Girls, Adam and the Ants, a single from 1982. And before we heard that, we heard Hookworms off uh, 2014's Hum and a tune called On Leaving. Now it's time for another brace, yeah. In lieu of a hat-trick, I did mention earlier that we're going to have a couple of braces, a brace of braces. Um, and this is a Roddy brace. Uh, specifically, we're talking Roddy Woomble and Roddy Frame.
See 
track to 1998's North Star. That's Roddy Frame and Back to the One. And that was the second of two in our Roddy Brace. The first being uh, Roddy Woomble. Lead track to 2017's The Deluder. Look back like we're leaving. Right, now time for another new release. Let's see something new from Beat Hotel. Lead track to their debut self-titled EP. Here's Feel It.
the twang and that's uh, Barney Rubble of 2009's Jewelry Quarter LP and before we heard that we heard Beat Hotel new stuff from uh, English Outfit uh, lead track to their debut self-titled EP and uh, I like that I really do and uh, thanks uh, to Arash for uh, sending that through mate appreciate that thank you sir uh, two Librans next obligatory fall ah oh, if you don't like it I'm sorry very marmite I know every week I play an obligatory fall ah oh song and uh, there are those that love it and there are those that similarly can't stand it i'm sorry but i'm obliged to play an obligatory full ah tune every week from now until the end of time there were two librans set on a hill and a wall Exeter to the easy gates. Exeter to two years. 
Detroit's Anna Birch off the brand new Are You Dreaming LP, annabirch.bandcamp.com, so I can see the name of that tune. Before that, Two Librans, The Fall, The Mighty Mighty Fall, off the Unutterable, the 21st LP from uh, 2000. And that's uh, another special feature uh, in the can, as they say. And uh, we've got a couple more, actually. We've got a weekly peel coming up in uh, two songs' time. But next, we're going to hear something from Dutch Post Punkers. Uh, they are called Lusberg. This is the LP version of their latest single. It's called uh, Through the Garden. The LP is called In the House, lusberg.bandcamp.com. That's L-E-W-S-B-E-R-G. This lot are really good. They're essentially the Dutch Fall.
from the 30th of November 1976. That's The Damned, and that's this week's weekly peel. Neat, neat, neat. And uh, that was preceded by some Dutch post-punk in the uh, in the form of Loosberg through the garden. That's the LP version of their latest single. The LP is called In This House, and it is stellar. You need to buy that at loosberg.bandcamp.com. Up next, let's hear something off uh, 2019's Medium Wave by Amoeba Teen.
That's a belter, that is. How good is that? 42's Records' latest signing. That's Shader with uh, their debut, Time Is Right. That is tidy indeed. Before that, uh, from 2019's Medium Wave, Amoeba Teen with Suit and Tie. Uh, the more astute amongst you will have realised that this week there's no essential wax. That's because I chucked in two braces instead of a hat trick, which sort of... You know, I could over-inundate the, the programme with special features by having just one programme of special features. So, anyway, it was sacrificed this week. What a shame. But we'll be back next week, as uh, as will I, of course, with episode uh, 148, with lots of surprises, actually. double A double interview next week, if you are uh, so uh, interested. Stay tuned for more details, as it were. So what's up next? We're nearly uh, approaching the end of the programme, where you're going to be treated to an interview with Matt Nelson, he of uh, Milltown Brothers, and their glorious triumphant return with their fifth LP, Stockholm. Now, what's up next as I fumble to get organised here? Um, oh, crikey, it's some Alt-J. Tabs on your tongue. I heard the shepherds, I heard the sheep sleep. Now my only one. Woven sweethearts, who sleep apart. Lost your mind, your side spines, who sleeps out. Suppose now, sure she makes a sound, the sound she makes to calm me down.
Alt-J, dissolve me. I'll tell you more about that in a minute, but now it's time for this. It's this week's Tune This. Dance your legs down to the knees.
this week's tune this also our second cover version of the program that's only love can break your heart that's saint etienne of the magnificent fox bass alpha on heavenly records from 1992 the band's second single and that was preceded by dissolve me by alt j a single from 2013. one more song before we get into a batch of three and an interview with uh, with matt of milltown brothers Let's hear this by dubs, actually, from the deluxe version of Kingdom of Rust from 2009. A real, real gem of a track here called Ship of Fools. To the north, my medicine. To my east, the burning sun. I set sail on the ship of fools. But I can't go there again I'm bound west on a ship of
quite simply can't get enough of this song. Stockholm, Milltown Brothers, lead track to their new LP. I'll talk a lot more about Milltown Brothers in just a second. But before we heard Milltown Brothers, we heard Ship of Fools by Dubs. And that's from the deluxe version of Kingdom of Rust and has had a digital re-release in the last couple of weeks. So do look for it if you like it. Now, Milltown Brothers, in 91, they, uh, they released Slinky, uh, an LP to be reckoned with, soon to be followed by Valve in 93, then a massive hiatus by virtue of a, a major label split and, and, and life getting in the way. Rubber Band was released in 2004, a quite brilliant record that uh, didn't make a dent, unfortunately. Those that have it, treasure it. It's a great, great record. Then uh, Long Road came out in 2015, and then now they're back with a vengeance with Stockholm five years on from the long road in 2015 we have 2020's release we've just heard Stockholm the uh, the title track let's hear another beauty falling in love again the second slash teaser track for the LP which you can snag all over the place Stockholm Milltown Brothers here's Feeler falling in love again <laughs>
Ah, welcome back. Milton Brothers, that's uh, Fila falling in love again. That's uh, the second teaser track for the LP Stockholm, which you can get all over the shop. Facebook.com slash Milton Brothers, MiltonBrothers.co.uk. Now time uh, to transfer to myself and, uh, and Matt for a chat about all things Milton Brothers. I'll be back in about half an hour. Hello, Hello Matt. I'm all right, thank you very much. You uh, you doing okay? Sorry, just missed that. I, I, I can hear you loud and clear. Just, just, just wondering how you're keeping, sir. Uh, I am well, I think. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm a bit on the bike ride today, so I'm a bit tired. But... Oh, that's good. So you, 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 you've at least stretched your legs, which is... Which is nothing like what I've done. I, I I think about stretching my legs, and then I go to the pantry and eat something. That seems to be the the general. Well, I do that too, but uh, I try my best to uh, keep the legs off. Especially Saturdays, I'm going to be Well, you've got to, haven't you? I mean, so before I get into the nitty gritty, how how is lockdown? How, how are you coping? Uh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I've got three children of various ages, so yeah, um, yeah it has its. So now the weather's been good though in, in, in the UK, which is um, blessing. You know, a, a so yeah, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very intense, wasn't it? It seems to be all kind of relaxing slowly uh, as the weeks go on. Um, I don't know what's in store for us all, but um, it seems to get a bit easier. My goodness me! I, I tell I tell what with all the shenanigans today and. and... You don't know who's who's fighting who. You've got you've got uh, you've got right wingers fighting the police to stop left wingers taking down statues today. I know, I know. I've, uh, I haven't seen these today, but it all kicked off in, in London. Oh, it's kicked off everywhere. Yeah, it's just it's just it's gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. It really has. So it's, it's almost like lockdown's a blessing where you can just sort of keep keep away from all the madness. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, cabin fever and, and, and racism. Yeah. What a wonderful combination. Oh, no, no. Well, my, my, my son's 18, he was over doing um, a little protest there. It was, uh, it wasn't in Manchester, so I don't, I don't even know what they more calm. So. I hope it has a walking Well, I, yeah, it's, I, always, I always say there's, there's a difference in, in how people protest in the north as they do in the south. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but... Anyway, I digress immensely. I just wanted to, to, to confirm that, that and hope that you uh, you'd mastered and got all the all the details and all, all the all the aspects of the LP done prior to all these shenanigans. Yes, yeah, we did. We were quite um, lucky in that regard. Um, literally, we were going to mix it. Uh, James, who's the bass player, he recorded it at his studio. Yeah, he he he's produced it. Um, so we, we kind of we were pretty much you know mixing as we went along. So I think we were going to do one final mixing session, which got down and stopped. But so he just finished it off himself, and you know the you know, husband was all. But yeah, no, we, we got it all done. And uh, we were the only shame really that we were going to do some gigs this year. Yeah. For a while, but I think once we put something out tomorrow, um, it's nice to get um, you know another record out and then see how it goes down and see how how it. You know, well, following your career, I mean, obviously this, obviously Slinky and 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 the indie stuff prior to Slinky got, got things moving, um, and then I was just wondering. Um, I always wondered this at the time. Um, 
what actually happened, and I'm going to go all over the place here, Matt, so I do, do apologise, but A&M uh, um, and, and the 10-year hiatus uh, and Valve, are you able to succinctly praise what on earth went on there? Yeah, I'm trying to let it know. Yeah, so it's all going really well. Um, and it all pins down to one point. I think it all turned for us. We went to two points, really. We, we, we're all going, well, you know... Um, we could have signed to Atlantic Records or on a longer deal, which A, could, could, have, could have gone better for us, potentially. Uh, we went with A&M, and I think they promoted us in a way that was a bit more um, chart-focused than we were expecting. And, we, you know, at the time, we were only like 20, 21, so we weren't really, you know, we weren't savvy at all about how our business worked. Um, so, but Slinky came out and did, did well, you know, we were, you know, had a great time, toured, two tours America and uh, Europe, and it was all going great. But I think the sec second time I went back to America, um, they were, they, they reckon in America didn't think we should go. They didn't think we were ready for America, but the we wanted to go, and the English side wanted us to go. So that was what didn't really kind of go too well. And then um, we were. I think we were tw 22 in the charts midweek for Here I Stand, and um, one of the sales team at AM was putting false sales through. We do, you know, the sales around the shops. Yes. Yeah. So Gallup, instead of going top 20 as we were supposed to go, and then top and pops or whatever, we did, and, and, and that, it kind of, we, went, we got kicked out of the charts. So that kind of, the two things collided with me at the same time. And, um, and then lost the nerve of us a bit. Then we didn't like anything we did for a while. Classic record company, major company syndrome. Wanted us to do another, uh, wanted us to do a single. Everything we had one for forever. Um, grunge kind of came in. So by the time we did do it, yes. we yes. were like, well, out of time really. And then, but it just, just didn't happen for us. And they, they dropped it pretty quick after that. And, we kind of stuck around London for four or five years doing no time. We trying a couple of different names actually. Um, I've got to mention uh, Steve Taylor, who kind of was playing bass for the time a couple years ago. Yeah. But he, he, he was a very, we took in a different direction. But big news, little dudes, when we moved out of London back, back up north, um, well, I, I'm back up north, and we started near the drummer, and James and Bob already here, we just started. Started recording again and thought, right, we'll just do an album whenever we've got the songs and, the, and, and it feels right, what we'll do. And then that's what it all I've started doing with the band and um, Long Road and, and that's who started I'm. I'm a fan, needless to say, because you know I've been bothering you for ages to get you on the programme. So, um, okay. it, it's, so, so I've, I've watched the evolution. I mean, Slinky, Slinky was. Slinky was Slinky, let's be honest. It was a Slinky little record. And uh, it, it was riddled with singles. Valve. Valve was a record that I thought, had had the planets aligned differently, I thought Valve could have could have outshone Slinky in terms of popularity. That's just my that's my little slant on it. But then but then then of course the hiatus and then 
really not, not even hearing about rubber band uh, directly, you know, embarrassingly enough, it was sort of a, it was, it was a, quite a long time ago, truth be told, but didn't, 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 uh, wasn't in touch with you guys. You didn't get an awful lot of press. I found out about it posthumously two, two or three months after its release. And you must be immensely proud of that record, despite it, it not, uh, you know, changing your world as such. It's, to me, it was a, a really mature turning point for you because uh, it it's, it's almost slap bang in the middle of your repertoire. Yeah, no, yeah, I think Prisa, it's, it's a funny and you, you kind of have distance to it. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't listened to it for, you know, good, good, good four or five years. Um, but it, at the time, you know, we thought it, we had something that was worth doing. I think, I, I think we made a lot of that we're not, you know, you get to stage where, where we're, we're not looking for uh, grand, you know, happenings. We're just, we are just... It's still the same five of us who started it. We've been friends for a long time, and it's it's just good to get together. And it's always a good laugh when we do it. And um, we try and be slightly different every time, um, and, and try and you know, so we do some approach it a bit differently. And hopefully that comes across in in, in the record. Oh, it certainly does. Uh, as I say, it's 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 one of those sleeper records that I've um, I, I I must I must have been I've got got an admission to make here that. It's a very, very hard record to get your hands on, this rubber band. Um, I'm sorry, have you got one? No, I've got one. Thanks very much. No, I've got one. It's, my, it's one, of my, uh, you know, one of my prized possessions. But it's, it's, uh, I must admit, I've made, a, I've made uh, some copies for people because it's really that, it's that hard to get. Long, long road. And then, and then, of course, a similar type of, of uh, uh, hiatus between valve and rubber band was rubber, rubber band and long road. And when Long Long Road came out, I was similarly blown away by by rubber as I was by Rubber Band because first of all, out of nowhere you're back, which is a wonderful thing, uh, and a really really mature record that I know should have sold shed loads of albums. Well, it's difficult to get um, uh, people, to, you know, radios to play, press to promote it. It's, we're not. New big news, so it, it, it's kind of tried to be word of mouth. Yeah, we've got um, Andy Dubai and um, John the do our, our Facebook and and, and Twitter, and they're, they're really really great, kind of trying to get some news out about it. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I think we tried a bit harder with that. We tried to do a bit proper placing gear. I lost you, Matt. That was a lot more of a, you know, we had, we'd all had kids and families then, so it was all about yeah. a bit more personal stuff, that one, and I think it kind of did resonate with, with people, I think. I think it resonates with the likes of me who've grown up with you who are the same age as you, to be perfectly frank, because we've all gone through the same trajectory with kids and jobs and all that stuff, and, it, and, it, and lyrically, it's a, I hate the word more mature, but it is, it's more applicable uh, to... to uh, a fifty-year-old grunt. You know, you're gonna get. I mean, he's just saying that. I, I don't. You can't really write about chasing girls or what. <laughs> we could try. <laughs> you got to try. You know, you, you can end up looking a bit ridiculous if you got to pick your subject matter quite wide. I think you know what I mean. Um, yes. Write, write about what you know. Don't, don't try and. That's right. Don't stretch it. Don't stretch it. But Rubber Band and Long Road. I mean, it must have been a, a very different experience coming from the world of major labels and people, you know, doing everything from blowing your nose for you, to yeah. to 
sort of be out there with this piece of piece of craft that you've all worked very hard towards, this this wonderful prize, and then say, okay, what do we do with this now? Yeah, it, does, it becomes a lot more um, personal, and uh, you know, I think, I mean, you know, always going to have really fond memories of of Slinky. You know, it was it was you know a great time in our lives, a great, you know, everything kind of was happening really quick at that time, and you know, we went from playing gigs to not many people to you know sold out gigs, and it's always a great moment for a band, and yeah. you know, we we were wanted in the press and and. Uh, on, Yeah, I mean, there's the, I suppose there's a different level of preciousness about it in terms of ownership and, and being able to be a part of the process from beginning to end, and not not having a gun to head to release singles and having some A and R bloke telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly that. I mean, got the end for um, it became a nightmare really. The last sort of six months at A and M by the end, you know, they I don't yeah. think they well, this is on the label anymore. We didn't want to be there, and it was just you know. So not, not a happy workplace to be with. No, no. I mean, I thought I thought they did a reasonable job with uh, with, with 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 the singles, and, and, and then it, then it kind of dropped off. And I, I always thought, being a, a voracious reader of you know whether it was Maker Sounds or Enemy and anything you could get your hands on, of course, I always thought that uh, that that you as as a band were a little bit hard for the music press to pigeonhole, uh, especially when uh, as you you quite succinctly mentioned that. Uh, the more abrasive guitar music became more flavour of the month uh, around the time you were experiencing your success. You were writing fantastic indie pop songs. I mean, that, that's basically what you were doing. But I, I always felt that you were not given the justice you deserved by virtue of... Uh, for instance, if you were a London band, you would have been deity like Suede, put it that way. Yeah, uh, good to say. Uh, I think we weren't... As in, they never really did take... You know, Stephen Matt was great and a couple of other... Enemy writers, but there was always a slight, as you say, didn't quite understand where we were. Really, we weren't quite Manchester, we weren't quite um, say London. Yeah, you were Liverpool. You were you were sort of you know yeah. it's like in in the middle of nowhere essentially. Who are these people? Ironically, I think if we'd have kept going and not and kept the as it was going, by the time Britpop came around, we probably would have. Kind of with, with, with that sort yeah, of. I think if you'd managed to hang on, you'd have got defibrillated back into the mainstream again. I think if it just if that A and M shenanigans hadn't hadn't happened, I'm sure that things would have happened differently. But I don't I don't want to be the uh, the bearer of misery and what ifs no, for you. No, well, you know, I, I'm looking. You know, I'm quite. I think it's worked out really well for you all. Really, you know, we've had our. We had the intensity of it. I think it continued on a bit longer. I mean, we were we were the biggest party on the planet, but we, we fairly we were fairly enjoying life. Uh, you know, you can only do it for a certain amount of time before you burn out. So. Yeah, that's not a sustainable business model, is it? Really? No, no. And we weren't. Yeah, we weren't the savviest people, so we were kind of um, we had a particularly a hardcore road crew. So that we were kind of it was 
We had some good nights. Uh, but Party I Central. Think, Party um, Central with the Milltown Brothers. Well, yeah, we should have, we should have very much better here and written with more. <laughs> you know, not too bad. But it, it was what it was. And, you know, there are generally aren't any regrets now. I think we look back on it. And it's nice that we can get together and... and you know, we're all friends. We've none of us had any big falling outs. And that's lovely. That's that's a big bonus. That's a that's that's a wonderful thing because, as you can imagine, I interview a ton of bands, and uh, it's not always the case. Acrimony yeah, usually yeah. sneaks its ugly way in there somehow. Well, it's such um, it's such a weird thing that um, even you know, even our low level thing we had for whatever you know, I go to the local club, and you know, people would. We had a, one of the fire, you know, it just everything changes slightly. They don't know what it is, but the shift, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. It's really and it's not very comfortable. And obviously, we were like low level fame, just you know, a lot of people have. I don't know how they cope with it. No, I'm, I, it's it's one of those things that uh, it sounds like I'm being uh, very spiteful, but I don't think I'd handle fame too well if it was uh, if it was doled out to me. Well, no, it's it's not it's not easy. I, I didn't. I, I, I look back, I wasn't particularly happy at that time. I, I'm not a lot happier since. So, you know, I think all, all, all that I did, I think we ended up, you know, we've all gone on, we've all got married, you know, had kids, uh, we've all got, you know, families, and uh, we're doing okay. So it, it, it's always had pretty well to be fair. Yeah, I mean, of course, you wouldn't be where you are without the trajectory that you'd been on, and you know, there's no sense going over what ifs. I mean, you, you'd mentioned. You mentioned that, that uh, of course, your Jim uh, produced produced the record, and and uh, the 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 choice of Stockholm to be the the precursor that 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 must have been a very concerted decision. It is it's absolutely brilliant song that that I I can't I, I couldn't wait to hear the rest, and the, the whole album stands up to to, to 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 Stockholm. But but it was such a great introduction to your new. Well, your new regime, your fifth, your fifth full length, essentially. Uh, was it? Was it? Well, that, yeah, it kind of set the tone really. We did. We, yeah. we, we did the first. Literally, the, the, we only, I think we only played it three times. I'll be honest. Uh, and then I put the beatbox underneath it, and it kind of just worked. And a bit of strings and synth. He's playing around the keyboard. Yeah, you're not formulaic, but you know how to, to join the dots after you've got to that yeah, point, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I think like, with Long Road, it was quite a lyrical album. I was a keen person to make the show a more musical rather than, you know, not so many words. Well, this is a very rich, a rich layered record. Uh, it really, really is. Um, and um, it's it's a very different record to, to, to all, well, all your records are different, but this is particularly different. Uh, and I... I I don't. I don't have the, the the musical prowess to put my finger on it, but uh, as a listener, uh, the word "rich" just comes through. It's a multi multi tracked and, uh, and and very. Uh, it, it's put it this way. It's nice to listen to on a on a good pair of Sennheisers. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, typically, in the studio, he's doing this sort of sound of it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I really like it. I must. Admit, I've always liked that kind of 
even though England likes to join in the guitars and sing, but it, it, it kind of, it's always worse for me. So it, it kind of took us on being a bit 80s at times, but you know, I, 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 we like, we, we actually were probably an 80s band. Oh, there's nothing wrong with being derivative. That's that's your that's your your halcyon days is growing up in the eighties. So I mean, it can't help but influence yeah. you, can it? No, no, exactly. So well, I'm, I'm pleased you you like it. Uh, yeah, it's um, we, 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 we as a band, I think we're pretty chuffed with it. So. Oh, you should be honestly, because it's so subjective to you, and I, I know it's you know when you when you. When you birth something like this, probably not the best analogy in the world, but when it, you know you're spending a couple of hours of blood, a couple of years of blood, sweat, and tears going back and forth with friends, colleagues, to get this done, and and it, it actually, you know, you receive it in a mastered capacity. It, it must be an immense relief as I as I as I try and get my head around this with 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 the likes of yourself who are, who are creative and, and and who who make art or audio art. It's. Uh, it must be a wonderful thing to get that in your hand, and, and I must say that the aesthetic is is quite quite uh, up there as well. I do I do I do like the art that I've seen so far. Is that is that something that you've been involved with yourself? Yes, yeah. So I I, um, I, I kind of fell into television, but visual effects. So I I, I company in, in my, with your visual effects with TV shows and. That. Hey, you probably know you probably know the company I work for. I work for Ross Video, so we do all the expression and all the uh, all the video tools and uh, live broadcast. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so we, similar we, um, similar worlds. Is that? I don't know. Is that? Are you, are you based in Canada? Then? Yeah, I'm. I'm based in Canada. I'm in Ottawa, and that's where uh, Ross Video is. Uh, yeah. Is headquartered. So, um, you know, we're. Uh, we're in your business, so I'm sure that you're yeah. using some of the equipment that I'm marketing. So it's a small world. Oh, we'll talk afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, 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 yeah. You, you, so, you're saying that you're, 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 you're doing that on a daily basis. So yeah. So we've got art. So um, Long Road was a, a, a kind of art director that I knew, um, and then so this time, actually, I have to say, Feeler is my brother Mark's painting. Oh, okay. That's that's a lovely piece of work. That. Yeah, he's 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 a really good painter actually. He's um, that, that's what he does. He's, he's an artist, and so it's always something he's not not done it. But you know, he wanted to get so he could have one of his paintings on. So that that was um, brother's painting, and then stuck on the album was was one of the CGI artists. Uh, we kind of did it on a Photoshop, you know, if it was a, a painting. It's a, it's it's a very stunning piece. I mean, it's something that you want to chuck on your wall. Yeah, no, they, we wanted um, it was the first EP we did was coming from the mill, which is Lowry. We get the Lowry Stanley band, Pickering, yeah, Brandy. So as it was Stockholm, we thought we'd put the Lowry Stanley in Stockholm. That's great. It's just it's just it's one of those things that. Although my world has changed immensely from buying records because I buy such a lot of stuff that you want the immediacy and, and, and I've sort of succumbed to buying the vast majority of my uh, materials digital now just because of price, convenience, what have you. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love, I love, I love dropping the needle and playing records, but not conducive to being on the go or being in the car. Um, so I was, I was just, just wondering, you know, with you in terms of what you listen to, um, are you are you still buying are you still buying tunes? Are you no, still No, this is I yeah, yeah no, I, I don't buy anything anymore. I always you know, same you know, whatever Spotify, whatever that that's how I listen to music now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, Jonathan, he, he, uh, he did that he's a massive record collector and he's all, he wants us to do albums. And, well, it's just, I don't know whether there's enough for us to sell that enough, you know what I mean, to, to justify the output. Yeah, you're not a charity. I mean, at the end of the day, this is this is a business you've at least got to break even. And, and I understand implicitly that you're not, you're not chucking money away, but it's just one of those things that... Um, You've gone to all these extreme lengths in the studio, and um, I just love—I just love the physicality of, of being yeah, able to. No, and we are talking about doing a, a run of hundred uh, CDs or albums. I think that—that's where we're at at the moment. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Just, just yeah, curious because, as I say, it's just another vehicle for you to showcase your wares, the aesthetic yeah, yeah. To, to promote the audio. I mean, I, you know, because that's just me. You know, I've got but. You know, people do love the physical thing, and uh, you know, they understand that. But we, you know, if oh, I think we, we obviously we're not releasing records to make money. We're releasing records just to get as many people to hear it and hopefully like it. That, that's yes. That's yeah, sad. Sadly, I mean, if, if if something does take off, then of course that's an unequivocal bonus. But you're not in it. You're not in it for the money. I know. I, I know that you've, you're just making great records in the hopes that more and more people can hear them. Now, just, just curiously, um, you said you got you've got three children. Um, are they, are they musical themselves? The, the kids. So um, Harry, who's uh, eighteen, he he's really into his music. He loves. He's kind of done the full circles, but he. He's sort of gone to around this point. He's into Dinosaur Jr. Oh, it's Jay Maskis um, and all the, the, the dirty guitar. I went to see the other with my into Dinosaur Jr. All the, but, um, scared, but pretty much all the bands he liked, um, I've turned and played with them, you know. <laughs> we, we were there, but he still, he still doesn't, he won't put the guns down with us in his, in his record collection. What a travesty. I don't know, I don't know. what can you do? Can you do? Um, but he, he'll give us the odd critique. He, he, but um, yeah, he's, he's really into his music. Um, uh, Kit Mayer, my, my middle kid, he, he's more into his sport. And uh, Marnie's only nine, she said. Plenty of time. Plenty of time there. Billy yeah. Irish. Oh crikey! I mean, every 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 young girl under twelve, I think, is a Billie Eilish fan by default now. Um, I'll keep trying. I'll keep working on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ultimately, they'll they'll turn around and say, "Dad, you got you, you got you got an original pressing of Valve." I'd love to listen to that. Uh, one day, and I was going to ask you. Uh, I've got. Uh, one last favour for you. I'm going to play Stockholm around the around the feature, but would would like you to pick two more songs off the LP of your choice. Um. I would like, what would I have as well? I think Falling Over Again is a good radio song. Yeah. Uh, and then 3 a.m. is that thing. Okay, perfect. We, we can't really go wrong. I mean, it doesn't matter what you choose, you're going to be fine. Um, and one last question, uh, Matt, please, that's completely non music related, but it's something I've asked everybody since the beginning of time, and I've got this sort of uh, tally chart. Uh, that documents the, the 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 question, and it's conceivably you're around you're around my place um, with a, with a hot beverage in your hand, and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin, and I say, Matt, you can choose any biscuit from God's green earth, past, present, or even future. What would you choose? Uh, I would probably have a chocolate digestive. Are we talking milk or plain? Milk chocolate, milk chocolate, yeah. 
Okay, fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's that's a go-to for many of folk, to be honest. It seems to be the the, the sturdy. Well, it's well, it's, it's it's like the equivalent of, of a Volkswagen in the, in the automotive industry. It's good, sturdy, solid. You can rely on it. Nothing nothing wrong with it at all. So, I'd like to thank you very much for your time, and and I'd like to, you know, it sounds really quite um, quite. Uh, uh, over the top for me for someone like me to say congratulations but it's it's a it's a, st it's a stellar record and, I, and i'm just so 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 happy that, that that you're that you're back and still making music and and myself and thousands of other people are just chuffed about it so welcome back and i hope that uh, you have as much success as possible with with stockholm well that's very kind and um, you know genuinely thank you very much for supporting us and kind of words you know well, it's great that people still you know listening and what i'm Play so thank you. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So, so in the meantime, all the best. Hope, hopefully, you'll be uh, allowed out to frolic soon, and uh, the boredom yeah. will dissipate. And hopefully, they get Milltown Brothers on the road early next year. Get get that vibe back for you, which will be a whole different feeling for you, which will be great. And uh, I wish you the best. And let, let's stay in touch. And, and I'll be in touch when when this is ready to be uh, broadcast. Brilliant. Uh, many thanks. All the best. Take care of yourself. Cheers, Matt. Bye. Was I that obvious in my sycophantic nature there? Do love the Milltown Brothers and uh, delightful to be able to talk to Matt about his craft and, uh, and the record and all kinds of other things. Thank you, sir, for your time. Top, top man. Here's one more song off the LP, The Three AMs, as chosen by Matt himself. <laughs>
And there you have it. That's uh, episode 147 in the can. My thanks go, obviously, ofs, to Matt Nelson, Milltown Brothers and the Milk Chocolate Digestive, inasmuch as my thanks extend to yourselves for listening. Do me a favour, and anybody who needs uh, some kind of musical epiphany, do uh, steer them in my my direction in in the in the way of near perfect pitch. Do do that, please. Please continue listening and spread the word if you like what you hear. This takes an awful long time to put together on a weekly basis, so any kind of referral would be immensely appreciated. I'll be back next week with 148. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Listen to the people that tell you how to look after yourselves. Be good. Be safe. Ta-ra. <laughs>